Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This week's podcast, we will choose the winners and the losers of the college basketball scandal. Plus, Nick Bosa walks away from Ohio State. And will climate change raise beer prices? Now we've got a scandal. Welcome to the Yahoo Sports College Podcast. I am Dan Wetzel, joined by Pete Thamel, Pat Forty. Uh, and here we are, going to discuss again the big college basketball fraud trial in New York, where I am right now. Uh, We're going to get to Nick Bosa and some other college football later, but uh, we're going to start the show with the college basketball trial because what the hell, why not? Um, Tuesday was the end of evidence. So this is the end of what we're getting on at least this of the first of the three trials. And the big news was testimony. Well, it wasn't testimony. It was an evidentiary hearing where the defense was trying to get some taped FBI intercepted phone calls from coaches into evidence, which is kind of the part of this we were all excited to hear, I think. Like, what are these guys really saying? Uh, two in particular were were noted. One was between Merle Code, an Adidas consultant, and Curtis Townsend, a Kansas assistant coach, where they discussed the recruitment of Zion Williamson, top five recruit in America, who ended up going to Duke. He was say that was pretty juicy. Um, the focus of that, I can read the quotes, was was essentially uh, Merle Code, who's from South Carolina, suggesting, and I think he it, it's a little it's a little difficult to do because what happened was they didn't play the tapes. You had a lawyer reading a transcript of the tape to the judge. And he had to kind of be quick in, in hopes that he would not uh, get the ire of the judge, Judge Kaplan. And so, uh, you know, it's a little tricky, but basically Code says uh, he's asking for stuff. I think he was probably talking about Zion Williamson's father, but it might have been Zion Williamson. I don't know. Somebody is asking for something. And basically he's saying Zion, to get Zion, you needed to uh, provide an occupational opportunity. Po- uh cash in the pocket and housing for the family. Uh, and Curtis Townsend, let me read Curtis's quote exactly. So I get it perfectly right. No stock options, no stock options. 
Uh, does not appear like an oil well or anything. <laughs> gold teeth. I mean, 401, seen, 401k benefits. We've seen gold teeth. We've seen it all. I oh, yeah. really, really, really wish Jerry Tarkanian had made it to this trial <laughs> because we could have had him on every week just laughing about all these things. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, here's the quote from Code. Hey, but between me and you, he asked about some stuff. I know what he's asking for. He's asking for opportunities from an occupational perspective. <laughs> really good vocab on that. <laughs> It's a lot of syllables to say a no-show job. I need some, a J-O-B some, that I don't have to G-O-T-O. Go-to. Some Missouri fans going to make that their fantasy football team next right. year. Opportunities from an occupational perspective. <laughs> it's really good. It's kind of funny, the stuff that comes out in this thing. Opportunities from an occupational perspective. I'm guessing that opportunity to get paid and not go. He's, he's asking for cash in the pocket. That's like a great phrase there. Uh, and he's asking for housing for him and his family. And and uh, Curtis Townsend apparently says, I've got to just try to work and figure out a way, because if that's what it takes to get him here for 10 months, we're going to have to do it some way. Uh, that's the end of the evidence. It was denied, was not allowed in because uh, Judge Kaplan said it came late in right before the case broke. So it really had nothing about perspective. And the relevance, there is none because uh, Zion will, the, the, the actions are surrounding Zion Williamson are not there. So let's start with that little uh, detail today. Um, uh, what, what, what do you make of that? We'll start with you, uh, Pete. Well, what I make of that, Dan, uh, <laughs> from an occupational perspective, I feel like that should be grounds to get Kansas in trouble. Like that is as naked of a... This is what he's looking for. We are willing to do it conversation as you can possibly get. And I feel like there's been a lot of like cynics being like, well, this hasn't been that bad. College basketball, right from Coach Krzyzewski right on down to uh, the college basketball media, which is uh, not exactly a cynical lot. You know, oh, I don't, you know, what, what are you going to believe? Like, people have just been skeptical. No, this stuff happens. It's happening. They're reading you transcripts of it happening. And that's that's pretty serious and damning. And, you know, look, Kansas's leadership, um, I know they're all huddled in a corner as victims. So, you know, we should be kind <laughs> we should be kind and gentle to Kansas's leadership as they uh, as as they confer, because this has been very difficult on them. I, I do realize. But I, I really think that's that's about as you know, to start there, we can get to LSU in a little bit. But that's about as damning of a nugget i know you've been complaining for three weeks dan that there hasn't been enough action at the trial for you i need but, more action come on but i yeah. feel like i feel like that is as overt and naked other than like a videotape of a cash payment that is pretty much as quantifiable evidence that kansas is in the market to buy players under bill self like it's all kind of there and they they it's, bought Wilt Chamberlain like it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is not new. There's no reason Kansas is any good at basketball. It's located in a wheat field. Like, they get these kids from all over the country for the last 60 years to go to Kansas. Come on. That's, no, that, uh, my reaction blip goes the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Krzyzewski says it's a blip. It's not what's happening out there. Yeah. Oh, but he got Zion Williamson, who we now have evidence that Kansas was in to buy. 
All right. Read in open court, part of the open court testimony. Now, not testimony, but evidence. And thus, evidentiary I, I believe, hearing. Yes. Yeah, right. Thus, thus, I believe actionable for the NCAA. Curtis Townsend, hey, if that's what it takes to get him for 10 months, we'll try to do it. We're going to have to do it some way. Yeah, have let to me, do it some way. Let me give Kansas this little bit of um, a break on this. Now, this is <laughs> incredibly damning. The fact that he didn't just be like, oh, yeah, we got the machinery to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, what has he got to figure out? They don't they they should be able to snap their fingers. Yeah, bang. We got that. He can move into the house. I think the it's because they're already overextended for other guys. Man, you got to pay for Zion. You know, they didn't get Aiton done either. Kansas is slipping a little. (laughs) I just wanted to say this, too. Okay, now we have – here's what we've got from a Kansas perspective. We have a coach on the record saying, we'll do whatever we got to do somehow, some way to get Zion Williamson for 10 months after being told it would take a job and cash and uh, housing. We also have uh, TJ Gasnola having admitted that he paid 90 grand for a Kansas player and at least 2,500 for another Kansas player. And that's with that before we even get to the previous Kansas players like Josh Jackson and Cliff Alexander and others who have run afoul of the NCAA. So I'm not saying, I'm just saying they got some things to answer for. Would you detect that as a pattern, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> Did I did I discern you correctly from an op, uh, occupational perspective you know, in noting that as, that that was a pattern? I I would say that pattern of getting players from places like South Carolina or trying to get players from South Carolina, let's see, uh, Florida, Chicago, Detroit, as Dan said, to come to a wheat field, that there might have been something involved other than wheat. <laughs> I mean, like like they got a great arena, they got tradition. And, and Can- Lawrence, Kansas is a nice place, but there's lots of nice places, you know? Yeah. 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 There's also a pattern that probably ties to this, that they've won like 13 straight big 12s or whatever the number is. <laughs> is it 11? I don't really yeah. know. It's a lot. It's it's an anomalous mm-hmm. lot, statistically uh, speaking, to be that consistently mm-hmm. good. And perhaps, like most anomalies in college sports, there's an explanation for it. Um I'm going to follow up on Pat's point about Zion Williamson and Coach K. Dan wrote a great column on Yahoo Sports on Tuesday calling out Coach K for being naive, sanctimonious, and just generally like laughable for his comments basically that Pat referenced in saying that that this was a blip. Um, I will I will counter that with uh, Zion Williamson who's on his campus who's, you know, the the most Instagrammed player in college basketball, the buzziest player in college basketball, and Generally, from being around, it came down to Clemson, where I believe his dad played, and Duke. He went to Duke. The, the general reaction from Clemson was they were almost glad they didn't get him because there was just a lot going on there. And well, Merle uh, Code played at Clemson too. Correct, right. he did. Correct, yes. he did. Kentucky um, was in late. Uh, Kansas was trying to be in the mix. Kansas was, got a visit. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kentucky got a visit. Yeah. yeah. They must not have liked everything from the occupational perspective. But so to contrast Coach K's like just delicious naivety in the in the column that Dan uh, eviscerated him on Yahoo this week, we, we contrast with Brad Brunell, uh, who's the, the, the respected Clemson coach, um, you know, when talking about the trial uh, during his media golf outing. I'm quoting from the Post and Courier, fine South Carolina newspaper. 
Uh, not surprised, Brownell said. Guys in the business know that there has been a lot of things going on for a long time. I think for maybe a short time, guys were a little bit, had their guard up a little bit. But I've always said the guys that are going to cheat are going to cheat. They're going to find a way to do things. So I just feel like within the same league, recruiting the same player, we have two very different perspectives. Let me say this first. They had a media golf outing. Why did I not cover this? What? The- See? <laughs> Look, Clemson basketball, they got to do everything they can to get you to cover. Yeah, I'm so. sitting up here in court all day, and these guys are down there golfing in South Carolina. I mean, come on. That's a bad assignment. All right. Um, all right. So so here's the, the basic, right? If Zion Williamson's family, his father, presumably, or somebody is asking for all of this stuff, and we're talking cash, and we're talking a house, and we're talking a no-show job. And we know that Brian Bowen Sr. in the same trial, who is nowhere near the player Zion Williamson is, he is just a guy that will help you get to the Final Four, a good player, but he's not transforming your program, uh, was offered $100,000 no-show jobs, up to 200000 in cash, and a house in Stillwater. Now... <laughs> You know, it's not Kansas is not going to spend a lot more expensive than Stillwater. Um, are we to believe that he went to Duke for nothing? That's the question. I mean, I, I don't believe Coach K is making deals. I just don't. But is someone at Duke making a deal? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the, that's the presumption. Well, sure. And here's the thing is, you know, and yes, Coach K can say what he wants about uh, you know, it's not happening or whatever. First of all, it is happening. And secondly, Duke is trading in these kind of players. These are the guys Duke recruits every single year. And if there is a belief, you know, a, a certainly a, it's seemingly a well-grounded belief that most of the top players are asking for something, they're probably not going to Duke because they like the Gothic architecture. So, so they're getting something from somewhere. Uh, that just stands to reason. I'm not saying I can pinpoint and say this guy got X from Y, but if you are getting the best players and if the best players are asking for something, put two and two together. Where are they getting it? How are they getting it? I don't know, but I don't think it's irresponsible to at least conjecture that that's the case. Uh, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's like, well, what what happened? Is it Nike give it? Did somebody else give it? I mean, I think the one part of Kay's comments are true. Like, he's not dealing with TJ Gasnola and Christian Dawkins. I think he's just at a status where guys like that don't talk, but his, his bit of like where this just isn't happening. Okay. Maybe he has reached that status, but clearly Bill self and Rick Pitino, both national champions, both in the hall of fame have to at least talk to all these guys all the time. And so it's not like, it's just like, well, this fringe program's dealing with that. I mean, this is, this is Pitino and self. And, you know, so I don't know. I don't know where this would go. I don't think the NCAA is touching the Zion Williamson investigation (laughs) with a hundred foot pole. (laughs) So I have actually seen Coach K interact with TJ Gasnola because uh, really do tell in around, I would say, 2008. There was an open gym at the St. Mark's School in South Royal Mass. There were 100 coaches in. At the time, there was a bunch of really good players uh, in the area. Caleb Tarzuski, Nick Stauskis, um, 
the big white guy who went to Georgetown, who started for them for a couple of years. Pat, what was his name? <laughs> Lubick. Nate Lubick. Lubick. Nate Lubick. Yes, Nate Lubick. Thank you. Oh, it's good to be known as the big white guy. Well, I mean, it pretty much was the big white <laughs> yeah. guy who went to Georgetown. All right, anyway. So, anyway, they were all uh, in the same you know age group team. So there was a ton of coaches in to see all these guys, obviously, right? And uh, TJ coached the Murphys in AAU uh, for the esteemed New England players. Though at this point, he may have been banned from coaching and may have just been the AAU director. But anyway, it was TJ's team. So TJ was in the gym, as he often is in New England. If you live in New England and you go to gyms, you see TJ there. And I vividly remember he had Coach K, like, interacting. Like, again, you're in those gyms, you shake everybody's hand, you do that. But, like, there's no way Coach K could sit there and say he doesn't know TJ Gasnola because he recruited one of the players from his AAU team. And I legitimately saw them you know, of course not. Yeah, yeah they're like, so, I, I meant I meant like, is he dealing with texts from him and stuff? But I mean, I, there's no way you don't know. T, everybody knows TJ Gasnola. Yes. Everybody so, knows him. Like, we'll, that's we'll the start, way it works. Yeah, we'll start there. And I'll, I'll double down on Pat's point and just like look at the from real GM Duke players drafted since 2015. Yeah, we'll go 2014. And we won't even count Rodney Hood because he transferred. Jabari Parker, Tyus Jones, Justin Winslow, Jaleel Okafor, uh, Mike Benajay, although he went to Syracuse in between, Brandon Ingram, Semi Ojale, Frank Jackson, Harry Giles, Luke Kennard, Jason Tatum, Gary Tent Jr., Grayson Allen, Wendell Carter Jr., Marvin Bagley III. That's since 2014. So in this current climate that we've gotten a very unsparing look at through uh, Dan's great trial coverage and uh, all of the indictments and superseding indictments and charging documents that we've been able to read, there's essentially no chance that all of those players went to Duke without agent involvement, some kind of significant sneaker deals happening like we know happened with Bagley to, to get his dad money to run the AAU team. It's just like complete fantasy to think you are dealing in that high end of a player. I mean, a couple of those players may end up being worth like a half billion dollars by the time it's all said and done. And to think they came in with no financial forces behind them is just lunacy and fallacy. Yeah, it it. I mean, it just is. It just is. I mean, Coach K, you know, and th- this is the thing. This is why Coach Shishovsky could actually make a difference if he just stood up and made the right kind of comments. Like, hey, we got to change these rules. Zion, I, I did the thing. Uh, you know, Zion Williamson, one point seven million Instagram followers. Pete, I talked to our our mutual friend Pete Peter Miller, runs a marketing. Markets, Doc Prescott, Dak Prescott, and Patrick Peterson, a bunch of NFL stars. He says, if you got 1.7 million Instagram followers, you can sell an Instagram post for to a to a company for fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. So this kid is worth fifty to a hundred thousand dollars per Instagram post. That's like, occupational opportunity, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> The idea, the NSA rules basically are, are are from the era when like the only people who knew this guy was read the Bob Gibbons newsletter. Yeah, that was a nice touch in the column. Yeah, that was nice. I Little used to listen there. to the Bob Gibbons hotline. The hotline, or they called like a one nine hundred. Yeah, you know what's called the one eight hundred paid like a dollar ninety five. Yeah, what's the recruiting? If you brought Rick where? Ottinger in, I would have been impressed. Bob Gibbons is me. Van Coleman, <laughs> Clark Francis, Clark Francis, yeah, yeah, all the all the greats. Uh, all right. Anyway, I, was Konchalski there at the trial? By the way, speaking, he has of, been there. He has been there. He has been yep. there. Yes. yes, he's showing up. Uh, yeah, he's showing up. All right. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, look, they're never going to investigate 
<laughs> not investigating this Zion Williamson thing. So you I, think they're so mad at, at Duke that they're going to bust Kansas on this? How do they not bust Kansas? I, 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 there, here's the can of worms. What are you going to do? You going to go after Duke? Really? You want to know what's under the rock? I mean, what do you, I mean, we, it's common sense. I'm not saying Shashevsky's pulling the trigger, but come on. It's common yeah. sense. You, you're not, they are not going after Duke. He's can not, you go he's after not pulling Kansas the trigger, but he's, go after Duke? you can't yeah. go after Kansas on the Zion Williamson case and not go after Duke. So you think they go after nobody? I think they go after nobody. That's my case. All right, now here's the other. Well, they have a rich LSU. history of going after nobody. That's for they're sure. They're very good. It's very <laughs> yes, their doing, inertia is really world class. Doing nothing is very easy, as I prove almost every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to LSU now. Yeah, they have a. Uh, most people don't know this, but they have a coach. They have a basketball program. Um, they also have a coach. His name's Will Wade, and he was on a call talking to Christian Dawkins about a 2019 recruit. Hold on, uh, I got to close my door before we can have this conversation. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> that was a nice touch. Balsa Cop Rivica. I don't know. I don't know who Kopernovic. he is. All right, there you go. Big seven footer from Florida. So, uh, Casey Donnelly, Gatto's attorney, reads this exchange from a call in the. They're trying to get this admitted to evidence. And I can, you know, see why this is the thought process of Dawkins. Like there's the government saying Dawkins is out there and Gatto and these guys are out there defrauding the schools. And these guys are saying, no, this is what the coaches want. And this would be proof of what a coach wants. Like, hey, I'm talking to Curtis Townsend. He's like, yeah, I got to we got to get this done. And here's this one with Wade. So Dawkins says, would you want Balsa? I mean, this is the LSU head coach on a wiretap. Oh, the big kid. Dawkins says yes. He goes, Wade goes, okay, but there is other expletive involved in it. I've got to shut the door. <laughs> so good. So presumably he goes to shut the door and he says, I can get you what you need, but it's got to work. <laughs> if there's one little theme of this trial, it's that you can't just give a dude 50 grand because they just take it and bolt. Yeah. So you got to do installments. We've learned a lot about that. And sometimes uh, you could take the money and get out of federal trouble. Yes, you get out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. stole it, <laughs> you will not be in trouble. So <laughs> here it is straight on. I mean, here's this is Will Wade. Now, we do not have the full context, but go ahead and explain this one to me. Pat, you be the defense attorney for Will Wade. <laughs> the defense attorney for Will Wade. Well, he had to shut the door because there was a draft. Um, <laughs> he was getting chilly, and that was an immediate concern. So, you know, the air conditioning can get revved up pretty high down in Baton Rouge, and sometimes you got to deal good. with that. All right, good point. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, we've got to get this done. You know, I, <clears throat> I just think that – I think what he was thinking of when it was like, we've got to get so – there's some expletive involved. He's like, okay – Yes, we can get him a picture with Mike the Tiger. I mean, we'll get it done. It's got to work, though. Yeah, it's got to work. I mean, yeah. it's got to be a really good picture with Mike the Tiger. Yeah. I l let me say this, because uh, making you the uh, the uh, consultant's attorney is not out of the question here. I will not reveal names, but I can assure you there are people in and around courtroom 26B who listen to this podcast about our discussions. Seriously. 
So they say, and I'm like, why would you listen to this? <laughs> but they listen. They listen for the picks on Friday when you're not on, Dan. Yeah, maybe they're, doing, they're, they're gamblers. I don't know. But they say, so I'm actually thinking of starting the 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 Wetzel uh, Thamel 40 law firm. There you um, go. WTF law. Uh, and so if anything we say uh, makes it into trial, that'll be $3,000 an hour, please. <laughs> you know who you are. Or a free, if someone buys me a coffee at break, I'll take that. One or the other. Um. Anyway, yeah, people, I'm like, you're not listening. No, really? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Pete, Will Wade. I mean, there's like, so, like, will LSU just be like, all right, this is extremely concerning and damning. You're fired, which I think would have happened like 10 years ago, five years ago. Now, I don't know. I think everyone just because like, well, uh, it hasn't got balsa yet, so uh, there's no proof. <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe to say it. Before this, Will Wade had the single worst reputation of any college basketball coach in the country. I don't think – I think if you – Hold people that would that would come up immediately, swiftly, and thoroughly. I'm starting to uh, like them now. Yeah, so <laughs> I never met um, this guy. So my question back is like, this is not surprising. I've gotten a call and two texts since we've started the podcast regarding <laughs> Will Wade and people not being surprised about Will Wade explicitly closing the door to talk about getting things done for a player. So I think what we need to do in advance is try to predict how LSU is going to position this publicly, expecting everyone to believe that he really wasn't talking about paying for the seven-footer. Because, like, I think it will be, like, completely comical how LSU, which, let's face it, has a pretty rich history of, uh, you know, know, it's like Louisiana, right? You know, it's like there's, like, a rich history of allowing for a certain level of shenanigans. And so I I will be just completely curious... How they how they coach K this blip away, you know how they say, oh, there's nothing to see here, um, because I just really look forward to how entertaining that will be. I, I think maybe we should try to like write the PR release for them, like, you know, we're really concerned about the happenings in the Southern District of New York. No, our our uh, our involvement uh, in a sidebar was misinterpreted on the wiretap. And I think as UNC Asheville did, and we look forward to an exciting season. Yeah. Tick- <laughs> Surprised to find out LSU tickets are available. Oh, yes. 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 Um, yeah. No, the first thing they say is, well, the, the federal prosecutors have not contacted yes, us and we've not been not charged. That's right. not the point. No, that's not. They're the already point. at trial. We know. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. I, I bungled the first line. Yeah. Federal pro- we haven't heard from the prosecutor. Yeah. yeah, well, he's busy, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. right, whatever. No, I that's this. See, okay, if they're not going to go after Kansas because they don't want to go after Duke, then this could be the classic case of the NCAA so uh, mad at Kansas and Duke that they hammer LSU. I will say that LSU and LSU will throw the basketball program under the bus in a second. Sure. Just do yeah. not go over to the football program. That's Stay right. away from football, please. That's all they care about. All right. So those are the big developments today. They're going to have a. Uh, Closing arguments, and there's going to be a, a verdict at some point, may, maybe as early as Thursday afternoon. If not, I'll go to Monday. Deliberations. We will see who wins or loses in, in the big sense. Uh, Jim Gatto, Christian Dawkins, Merle Code, all uh, all standing federal trial, you know, federal charges here. So they're the big winners and losers. But we really want to talk about the other people. 
Let me let me drop a little quick uh, tidbit in there, please. Uh, that we're taping this Tuesday night. Wednesday is SEC Media Day, so we'll see what Will Wade has to say for himself. Ah, uh, is golf involved? Is golf involved? Because I may. Get... <laughs> I don't think so, but yeah. it might still be worth showing up. Yeah. All right. Well, because this is a, a moronic sports podcast, we have uh, taken a federal, a very serious federal trial, and turned it into a game of winners and losers. So I want to ask each of you. I'm going to give you a name. This is like that. What's that? $25,000 pyra- pyramid thing? Or like a, I'm going <laughs> to no give whammies, you a name. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> you tell me if it's a winner or a loser as we, as we pretty much end this. And then I will play Judge Lewis A. Kaplan and make the determination. <laughs> now, you can agree or disagree, whatever you want. Okay, so let's start. Winner and loser of the, of the, uh, of the trial. Adidas is Adidas a winner or a loser, Pat? Huge loser. Uh, sorry, you know, like Nike somehow's kind of skated out of this thing. Under Armour has been dealt a glancing blow. Adidas has been smashed. Uh, three stripe life could be like life in NCAA jail here. Uh, major loser. Adidas. Oh yeah, they're, they're, so, the is going to stop taking the money. That's the jail. No way. Uh, <laughs> all right, Pete, winner and loser is winner is Adidas a winner or loser? Huge win. I mean, think of all of the publicity their Black Ops program has gotten from this. <laughs> also, Adidas stock has like doubled in the last year. Their footwear brand and everything is hot. And let's face it, Dan, any publicity is good publicity. So I, I, I feel like you have young, aspiring middlemen all across the country trying to get in the Black Ops program right now, <laughs> trying to be the next TJ Gasnola, <laughs> trying to be the next Christian Dawkins. So, no, I really feel like, uh, you know, they can really perpetuate the shadiness of three-stripe life for decades to come, and uh, there'll be a fertile recruiting period. I agree. I think you got you like the edginess sells to the younger consumer. Yes. Uh, the the black ops department, though. Let's just be glad <laughs> our our military is a little better at black ops <laughs> than this. Yeah. The Keystone yeah. cops. I just put not, it this way: not two P's and an apostrophe. All right. Yeah. First, that they misspelled it. O P P apostrophe S. Okay. Thanks, guys. Good job. Also, if you're going to announce you have a black or you're going to have a black ops program, don't announce it in a corporate email. (laughs) (laughs) Bunch of idiots. All right. The U.S. military would like to announce an attack, uh, a surprise attack on Kabul tomorrow. Yes, yes. The black OPP apostrophe S. I'm like, is that even ops? Is that oops? What is that? (laughs) The black oops. Oops. All right, Nike, Pat. Is Nike a winner or a loser here? Yeah, Nike's a winner because they, they, for some reason it has not really been brought home clearly that uh, Adidas was not bidding against itself for these guys. You know, when they hear that there's an astronomical sum being offered out there from Brian, Brian Bowen, uh, that, where, guess where that's coming from? And it's going to Oregon, all right? Nike, one of the Nike flagship schools, so... And, you know, what happened when Oregon came up to Brian Bowen Sr.? Oh, sudden amnesia. Very handy. So uh, to me, it's it's hilarious to think that this is just a one-shoe company market, or even two if you throw in Under Armour, when Nike has run the market and has most of the high-end schools. But no, they aren't involved in this. So they're they're a winner by omission. Pete? Well, I think Nike's a loser. I mean, when you take Mean Streets, their uh, Chicago-based AAU program that's produced the likes of Derrick Rose and Anthony Davis and all these things. I mean, 
the the money got out, so now their salary cap's going to be busted for the next yeah. year. I mean, think about it. First of all, Merle Code used to be heavily involved in Mean Streets, who's on who's on trial now before he became an Adidas consultant. Ty Streets' name came up, the former Michigan wide receiver, earlier in the trial. Uh, Carlton the Bose, who's another big Nike henchman, uh, was was also heavily involved in, in Mean Streets. So how can Mean Streets afford players when they know what they're paying? They've been outed. So I think I think they're a loser. Yeah, they also got Mean Streets got well, they're only given five to eight grand for Bowen. Yeah. And Michigan Mustangs, 25 G's. The Mustangs yeah. are the ones in trouble. That's what uh, I mean. They're going to have to raise their salary cap. Yeah, I don't know. Nike money's clean money. That's that's really what this is about. Yeah. So that's that's your your pay. What Mike Nike's got a much much uh, much better operation at how to do this. All right, uh, we'll stick with the order here. I hope you don't mind, Pete. Pat, uh, Bill Self, winner or loser? Loser. Although it remains to be seen how big a loser, because so far uh, Kansas has been managed to through various contortions of logic and uh, and restraint has has stuck behind him. So uh, we'll see if that continues. But when Bill Self's uh, text exchanges with TJ Gasnola are out there, and this guy used to be the president of the National Association of Basketball Coaches during the year when they were recruiting Silvio D'Souza and uh, Billy Preston, when those two guys both came to, came to campus, uh, I don't think this is great for Coach Self's reputation. All right, Pete, Bill Self, winner or loser? He's a winner because I think the only thing more disingenuous than what LSU will say about Will Wade will be when transcripts of those NABC conference calls, when Bill Bill Self was telling all the college basketball coaches in the country about ethical operating in this environment. I think those will actually be funnier than whatever LSU comes up with to talk about Will Wade. I'm going to say he's a loser here because he has like he had a, he did have a pretty good. Like, everyone likes Bill Self, and now he's just going to get taunted. I don't know. I mean, he's going to survive, but uh, this will taint him forever. And, 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 you know, I mean, it's hard to get away from this one. I think it's about time somebody sided with me on something. Yeah, I'm on your side on that one. I, I'm just, I think it's, you know, this is like one of those horrible ESPN daytime shows. I'm just trying to be opposite for <laughs> <real> great fake <laughs> tension. <laughs> I may just I start, really work. I I may just start screaming in a little while. And, yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Um Coach K, winner or loser? Pete, we'll start with you. Well, I would think uh, Coach K is a loser because everyone's been laughing at him out loud. I woke up to like 10 text messages mocking him today. Uh, unfortunately, Dan, everyone's very complimentary of you in the process, which was That's a little right, bit disappointing. Baby. That's right. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, Coach K went Colonel Clink to use a bad reference. Oh, what? What's going on here? I don't know what's going on here. And it's just... Anyone who's had a heartbeat in their eyes open in the basketball world for the last 10 years knows it's just complete disingenuous garbage what he said yesterday about that blip. So I, I just think like it, it was almost as bad as when he lied about uh, MFing Dylan Brooks after that Sweet 16 game. And like he like completely invented something and then had to go back. Like sometimes these guys get so big, they just feel like anything they say people will believe because they're this brand. And it was just complete rubbish. It was just, it wasn't even disappointing. You're just like, it was mockable. Pat? It was, yeah, it was mockable. I, I, I would say, I, well, no, I'm not even going to go to disappointing, but it's insulting to me because this is a guy who is the undisputed, unquestioned voice leader of the coaching fraternity. And so he has the opportunity. He has the imprimatur. He has the megaphone. 
and he's not using it, which is not the first time that when something major has come up, Krzyzewski has shied away. He wants, he wants to lead when it comes to conference expansion and changing rules so that it benefits him, but not when it comes to the hard stuff. And that's when all of a sudden he goes away and tr- crawls into this little shell of it was a blip, it's not happening, which is a complete lie, and it's, uh, it's insulting is what it is to me. Loser. I, he's he's going to lose on this. <laughs> you really enjoyed saying loser there, Pat, didn't you? <laughs> I, this is a loss for him. Um, and here's why. You know how when anyone talks about John Wooden, they always go, yeah, but you know, Sam Gilbert bought him all the players, right? Yeah. Like, always comes up and it's like, you're the legendary coach, but that always will hang with you. And this is the one, this Zion Williamson offer is the one that will stick on him and hit his legacy a little bit. It, it's the one that everybody can go. Yeah, Coach K was incredible. You do know that Zion Williamson offer. Like, it's it's too precise. It, it's it's a ding on him because he he really had the – he still will be very beloved. And, and look, this is not – the other stuff outweighs it and all that. I'm saying his reputation is ruined, but it's that one thing that gives whatever critic he's got that chance. Yeah, Coach K, Coach K, Coach K. That and the, the hair – which is unnaturally still. <laughs> but he, the best. How does he is, not have any gray hair? I just I'm yeah, well, that, yeah, jealous. That's, that's beyond dispute. Which now so is Zion Williamson. But so, those are the it. best thing is it comes out the day after the day after the blip. It's not happening. The day after the Zion Williamson stuff breaks. Yeah. That's when you know these guys are just they've just been disingenuous for so long they they don't even think. All right. It'd be interesting if the Cam Newton clauses here come into play. Remember, uh, they they changed all the rules about an sure. offer and soliciting sure. offers and all that. Yeah. Well, it's right right in your wheelhouse, Mark Emmerich. Oh wait, Mark, Mark. Yeah. Oh wait, he's off. Yeah, uh, yeah spending. I was going to ask whether Emmerich's a winner or a loser, but I don't believe he still is actually employed at the. I mean, we have no idea if he exists. <laughs> Does he exist? I don't think he exists. Yeah. All right, let's get You're to Sean Sean Miller. Is Sean Miller a winner or a loser? Pat. Uh, this is hard for me to say because I was so annoyed by listening to him. No comment, everybody, and refer to a seven-month-old statement in person when I was talking to him uh, last week at Pac-12 Media Day. But he's a winner because somehow or another, uh, he skated out of this thing. It's it's amazing. It's like they're, they're so bombs far. dropping all over the place. So yeah. far. So <laughs> far. He's got an assistant coach, former assistant coach, who has a trial of his own coming in 2019. So we'll see what happens then. But it's like, actually, it's like when that hurricane went through Mexico Beach and there's one house standing, you know, Book <laughs> Williamson, boom, gone. Joe Pasternak, boom. Raleigh Alkins, boom. Uh, Brian Bowen, boom. There are all these things are getting knocked down around Arizona, but Sean Miller's still standing there. We'll see how long. Winner for now. Pete? I mean, it's, it's funny how we've been desensitized to, to cheating, right? Like, evidence essentially came up that three-fifths of their starting five last year was bought. <laughs> and yet, Pat, the biggest cynic I know, actually thinks Sean Miller won. <laughs> like, we've just glided the, the past that. Too, yeah. yeah, we've just glided past that because we expected much worse. <laughs> right. our, our whole right. expectations have just been so thrown off by this, uh, this whole thing. So I'm going to go with uh, Sean Miller, loser, with the caveat that, you know, if he had... It was February, I guess, uh, the the week that that controversial ESPN story broke. 
Miller is able to keep his job. So we're going to go March, April, May, June, July, August. So good for Sean for keeping his job for at least six more months. I mean, that's got to mean another one and a half million dollars. So, um, yes, survive in advance, as they say. Yeah, I mean, look, it was amazing. Like every 15 minutes is like, well, Arizona offered this guy. Well, we think <laughs> and, and and I got some like comments on Twitter like this is all set up or these guys are lying. I'm like, OK, here, let me give you the scenario on how this would be a lie. Christian Dawkins and Merle Code, unbeknownst, do not know they're being wiretapped, decide to have a fake fo- conversation framing Arizona in case they are being wiretapped and will eventually get charged. So it comes out in a federal trial to distract from like, come like, no, they, they think it's happening. So everybody or Arizona's got money for everyone, but. Sean Miller still employed. So uh, just, uh, you know, look at that statement. That statement says it all. He can keep going with it. All right. Here's one <laughs> who's not employed. The only guy to get really axed on this. Rick Patino, winner or loser. There is no direct evidence that he knew, but his assistant, Kenny Johnson, is accused of paying Brian, not accused. Brian Bowen Sr. says he got paid 1300 Could really wreck the Cardinal program. but. Winner or loser, Rick Patino. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna have to say both because Patino is vast and contains multitudes of confliction and just it's a melodrama all the time, and this just fits perfectly in because on the one hand, he can say, Hey, nothing came out in court that directly implicated me. In fact, there's people in court saying he didn't know. And so that can help him kind of repair that part of his tattered image. But on the other hand, we now have direct evidence of Kenny Johnson paying the dad of a recruit. Plus, we had Jordan Fair on video surveillance discussing paying another recruit. Plus, we already know that Andre McGee was the guy, the mastermind behind the stripper hooker scandal. So that's three guys that Rick Pitino personally hired now who have been involved in massive violations. Uh, and that's with him. And if the, the Cardinal program continues to get hammered, which I think they will, that just further trashes his legacy in the city of Louisville, where I live. So, winner and loser, Patino. Uh, there's also Jordan Fair on tape that was denied today of him and Dawkins t- talking about um, the Balsa recruitment. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of funny. Mr. Fair's comment was, I keep my relationship with Christian off the book. Huh. So, <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, there was more Jordan Fair uh, in there today. So yeah, that's a that's his whole staff, pretty much. Yeah, uh, got it. Uh, there. All right, uh, Pete. Did you answer this one? I can't remember. I didn't. I will go with a uh, a a quick loser answer. Um, between the book about Patino, the book Patino wrote, Patino having a podcast, Patino now being on Twitter. I wish he could have just gone to the Shell station where Kenny Johnson dropped the 1300 bucks <laughs> and bought some self-awareness no, because no, he has no. none of it. Just zero. <laughs> like, you want to shake it by the lapels and be like, stop talking. Just, like, stop. Have, like, some mortecum of an idea of how you're being perceived right now and go quietly into the night. Like, like, c- could we think of other ways he could communicate? Is he going to get his own carrier pigeon, his own Morse code? Like... Just stop. We're Rick Pitino'd out. Uh, I don't want you to disparage the Shell Station in downtown Louisville. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Pat, payment was not made the there. 
There was yeah. no payment at the Shell station. That oh. was when Kenny Johnson claimed to have uh, uh, ethics. No way. We don't pay. And then like nine, a couple weeks later, they met in front of the Galt house. Okay. That's where the money uh, was exchanged. So the Shell station is innocent on this. Um, yeah, I don't think Patino. I think he he's a winner because he doesn't. He really doesn't care about Louisville. He cares about Rick Patino. And Rick Patino uh, can always say nothing came out. They don't have the proof. So, um, all right, because this has gone on too long. Let me just give you two, one more. Uh, the, the clear winners were Creighton and DePaul because <laughs> now every recruit in America knows they pay. <laughs> DePaul had 200 grand to give Brian Bowen. I mean, everyone is taking official visits to DePaul now. <laughs> <laughs> DePaul and, and Creighton have street cred for the first time since Mark Aguirre yeah, was those, around. Those guys couldn't Willis have gotten. Reed. Yeah, you could not have gotten a top 50 recruit to even return their call. And now everybody's in on DePaul and Creighton. So tremendous for them. Probably nothing will come of it. I mean, in a in a text between Kenny Johnson and Rick Bettino today, it came out. Let me I got I got to read this thing directly. This is a riot. Okay, here's Kenny Johnson texting Rick Patino. Coach, DePaul is trying to pay Bowen $200,000 to come there. Crazy world exclamation point. Oregon DePaul desperate times. Patino <laughs> just responds, "Yep, we're going to be okay." <laughs> Unworried. And Pat, you mentioned it earlier, Oregon is a clear winner because they skated. I mean, we you know, they, they are supposed to have this astronomical offer and they're in here with, I mean, they got mentioned like five times, but they never got the detail on what this offer was. Was it 200? Was it 250? Like how right. big of an offer has it got to be for Christian Dawkins and Merle Coe to be like, man, that was huge. Holy yeah. cow. Right. Then we have the not been contacted by the federal authorities. We will continue to monitor the situation from afar. There is nothing to see here at the University of Oregon. Go Ducks. Yeah. Thank you, Nike. We are committed to NCA rules. <laughs> we need the, the the PR statement Mad Libs. I think we could make some we, we could start those yeah. and make some money. Yeah. Uh, I did yeah, I, I did enjoy asking Dana Altman whether it made sense after it became abundantly clear that Brian Bowen Sr. had his hand out to everyone for them to take an unofficial visit to Oregon and, and not expect anything in return. What Dana looked at me and very blandly said, well, I think, you know, he's coming from an all-star uh, occasion in Los Angeles and just stopped by on his way home. It's not on the way home. Yeah, not on the way home. Stop by. This isn't yeah, UC Irvine. Right. Like, just stop by. Louisville's on the way to Toronto for me, too. Yeah, sure. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, what I really want to know is what was the sandwich. <laughs> I just want to know the sandwich. <laughs> what sandwich Manoush Sood if you are listening to this podcast or Brian Bowen Sr one of you two please contact just let me know the sandwich off the record I won't <laughs> no That's no we it. need that on the record we need that on the record I'll, I'll, we know I'll enough biggest the unanswered question the biggest mystery of the whole trial yes what was, was it sandwich? Mike Subs? I'm not gonna was violate I mean I would normally not violate the off the record thing, but when a guy has already proven that he's willing to turn state's evidence on someone, they, I don't think there's a real, like, you don't really have that, you know. Uh, all right. Let's get to uh, this one football thing today. We're going to have a lot of football talk on race for the case again, but Nick Bosa injured Ohio state Buckeye, great defensive lineman, High NFL draft pick walked away from the Buckeyes today, and I just want to get your two opinion on that. 
your two's opinion on that. What do you think of this move by Bosa? Let's start with you, uh, Pat. Well, if he could come back and play, which hadn't been definitively determined. They were expecting him, I believe, but they weren't sure. Uh, and you're walking away from a championship contender. I don't like it. Um, this is not Christian McCaffrey not playing in a bowl game that's not really going to matter for the program. This is not some of the other guys that have skipped bowl games. Uh, this is uh, a, a guy who's, uh, you know, one of the five best players probably in, in college football, certainly. And if he could play and if he could help them win a national title, um, I don't really like seeing him walk away. On the other hand, look, we've seen what happened to Jalen Smith when he was at Notre Dame with the Fiesta Bowl injury that cost him, you know, what, 25 uh, draft spots or whatever. He's been okay. He's done fine now with the Cowboys. But still, it's uh, – so I understand. I, you know, I can't sit here and say, you know, you're a bad guy, Nick Bosa, but I, I wish he would – had would not just kind of drop the team in a situation like this. Pete? Well, I'll disagree with Pat slightly uh, there. So they were, he was going to get reevaluated in November. So at least he wasn't coming back until, until November uh, at this point. And I just think the world's changing um, and, it, and it's changing pretty fast. I thought our friend uh, Bruce Feldman had a, had a really insightful tweet today he said a source pointed out that the top three candidates for NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, Derwin James, Denzel Ward, and Bradley Chubb, all skipped their bowl games. Like Bradley Chubb is not a Defensive Player of the Year, not rookie, not only. Trust me, he's not. Anyway, okay. go ahead. Go all right. Ahead. Well, I, I assume he's a Bronco then, Pat, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> a very mediocre, unproductive Bronco who Pat occasionally screams at on Sundays from his couch, um, which is why we love Pat. So – the uh, you know the the bottom line is that the world's changed. I texted with John Bosa today, uh, dad of Joey and Nick, and, and he said, "Tough decision, broke my heart, and tough for Nick, but I know the right thing to do." And at the end of the day, there's a the the the, the road from five star recruit to the NFL draft has kind of never been shorter. So if you're one of these guys like Nick Bosa, who was the number one recruit in his position and one of the you know top recruits in the country. There's just an expectation that you're uh, that you're going to be three and done, and so that's the timeline you go on. That's how you arrange your academic schedule. That is that is how you're grouped. And so, if you are solidified as a top five pick, it's a really smart financial decision to do this. Now, I can imagine knowing Urban Meyer, this sort of offends some of his old guard sensibilities. Um, it was interesting to see the Buckeyes on Twitter kind of being like, "Go get that bag," you know, like they're. <laughs> there publicly, there wasn't a whole lot of animosity. Look, Nick Bosa is going to go and become filthy rich. He'll be a top five pick. Um, and I, it's just hard for me to 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 blame him. And, and here's one, my takeaway from this. And I did that scouting series last year where I spent a bunch of time with the Miami Dolphins scouts in front office. Like the notion of like some scout sitting in the room being like, well, he didn't play in the Meineke Bowl. We ain't going to pick him. It's just like gone. Not a factor. Well, this isn't the Meineke Bowl we're talking about either. That's correct. So. No, it's it's very correct. And it may be of a concern to someone that that he did that. Because, look, you're probably going to go to a bad NFL team. They're going to have irrelevant games that don't matter, et cetera, et cetera. But I just felt zero, like, I felt like more scouts and more executives were like, that's a good business decision at something like this than uh, than that. And the, the open-ended question here is, when do guys skip the whole year? Like, that's coming, you know? It's coming. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely going to come. I mean, 
and go back to the earlier thing. Like why is Zion Williamson not just training, you know, like and selling Instagram ads. Um, here's my thing. I would normally, I like had no problem with anybody skipping bowl games, particularly bowl games. Cause you can really get a start on the draft process. Like you, you're, you're, you can heal after Thanksgiving and start training for the combine and stuff like that. This does give me pause about Nick Bosa, and he can probably answer it. Someone's going to take him high. But they do have a chance at a title. And so that's the only thing. Like, well, what? You know, a lot of guys would be like, look, if they had a loss, forget it. I totally get it. And and maybe that's quitting on your team, too. Um, But you got a chance at something. And does that... Do you sit there in the NFL and say, gosh, is he all in? And I think that's a fair question on this. And I have always been 100% in favor of these guys skipping the bowl games and, and things like that. Um, I would even have no problem with a guy just skipping a scene, season, just saying, look, I'm not, not going to risk it. I'm going to train. In the middle is a little tough. So I don't know. Weird deal. I think it's a fair question to just say, where's his head at? Now, he can probably solve that in – interviews and various things and he's not going to drop very far because he's a he's a uh, hell of a player all right one last story here because this is really important okay we talk about important subjects like like bag men and uh, sandwiches and things like that but I am now concerned about this this situation and climate change because according to NPR the price of beer could rise sharply this century and has nothing to do with trends in craft brewing. Instead, a new study says beer prices could double on average because of the price of malted barley, a key ingredient in the world's favorite alcoholic drink. By projecting heat and drought trends over the coming decades, a team of researchers in China, the UK, and US. Look at that tri-national unity. <laughs> I mean, Nothing <laughs> brings the world together <laughs> like beer. Uh, we all hate each other, but we got to... <laughs> We got to get together and solve this problem, man. Found production, uh, barley production can be sharply affected by the shifting climate. Um, Pat, are you buying an electric car tomorrow and installing <laughs> solar? I'm buying an electric car. I'm shutting down the heat in our house. Uh, <laughs> Something's I'm gotta... recycling everything. I'm going to, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm totally committed now. Uh, <laughs> this is it. This is, you know what, this we've been it. waiting to see what was going to be the saturation point for everybody to finally take climate change seriously. And now this is, <laughs> this is absolutely it. I, you know? I Turn in your SUV. Do it now. Plant-based diet. Yeah, I mean, it's got to, this is it. This is this is the yep. red flashing sign. Yes. There's, there's the point of no return. It is. You know, listeners to our podcast are always able to discern Dan's subtle messages. Like when he starts talking about corruption, he's trying to sell copies of Soul Influence. Like there's always some little ulterior motive for Dan. You you can see it if you really look close. And this is simply Dan asking for a raise like in advance. (laughs) But uh, yes, I think this is a naked raise ask uh, to the to the good people at the uh, exclamation point headquarters. So be noted. Cost of living going up. Cost I mean, I, I cannot spend like, you know, uh, more than seven ninety nine for like a, 
like a, a case of Bush light. Like, the, you know, we can't have, I can't afford this. There's a text uh, from a coach just came in. So you think nothing will happen to any of the coaches? That's good. I love college basketball coaches. Yeah. I've gotten some version of that text like 600 yeah, times, times in so the everyone's last 13 months. Everything's cool. Yeah. Let's go back to my place. Uh, all right. That's our podcast. Uh, uh, check more football on the race for the case. Uh, and uh, please recycle and uh, take the bus. We need help. And you can listen to the podcast on the bus. So you should subscribe and leave us a review and all those other things I'm supposed to say at the end to increase. We, what do we make it to? 168 with 168th best podcast in America now? 162, I think. Did we're, we go that rocketing high? up the charts. I, yeah. I was trying for the 180s. I was told I was not ambitious enough. Let's break that <laughs> 150, whatever the hell that is. Come on. Gardening we'll in America. We'll be approaching the 130 Division One football teams. Louisiana, uh, Monroe better watch their back. We should be. Forward. We should be there, baby. We should be there. All right. Talk to you guys later.